Before we begin our review, we are so excited and so grateful to tell you that this episode is sponsored, but we want to talk about audible.com. Now, I'm sure most of you know, but I'm just going to bring it up again. Audible is a service where you can listen on the app or online anywhere that is suitable for you, where you can listen to audiobooks. Every month you get a free one. And currently today we are talking about a free 30-day trial for you guys with this. Not only do they have audiobooks, but they have a lot more than that. They have comedy, theatrical acts. They do self-help. They have their own exclusive originals. I actually, for the podcast, listened to my first audiobook, and it was It by Stephen King, narrated by Stephen Weber. And I talked about this when we did our It episode. And I love the movie It, chapter one, so much that I just got a Pennywise tattoo Mm -hmm. that I'm currently going through. And... I absolutely loved hearing the audiobook because that is a long book, mm-hmm. like 1,100, 1,200 pages. Right. And doing the audiobook really helped me fit that in for the podcast because there was no way I was going to fit in time to be able to do it. So I would listen to it while I was cooking, while I was driving, while I was in the shower, I would take a bath. Things where I couldn't hold a physical book, especially of that size, I was able to listen to it and be able to do it for the podcast. And it opened me up to the world of the book and mm-hmm. since I loved the movie so much, I was able to enjoy that. And I really highly recommend it. You can actually get it by Stephen King, narrated by Stephen Weber, for your 30-day free trial. And to get the free trial through our link, it is audibletrial.com slash the exorcisters. And we're so grateful for this partnership with audible.com. My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And And we are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 78. And in this episode, we will be discussing the black and white film from 1931, Dr. Jekyll (laughs) and Mr. Hyde. It is not Jekyll. It is not. And if anyone doesn't know, say it. That's from the book. It is Jekyll in the book. It is Jekyll. As far as I am going to probably mispronounce it several times in this episode, I've always just said it, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And Mm -hmm. I think most people, because we see a J-E-K and it's just, and it doesn't have the little accenty thing over it. Right, exactly. It's Jekyll or Jekyll. God damn it. I'm counterproductive. (laughs) It's gonna, it's fine. It'll happen. I'll I'll do it too. Even though I love this movie, I'll say it I'll try to say Jekyll because that is what it is. It is. But I thought that this, I did not think this was going to be like a happy-go-lucky movie because if you know the story, it's the same dude with basically like a split personality at like the very basic level. Yes. Very basic. Like if you don't know anything else about this movie, which I did not, or the book or the play, I think it's been a play Mm -hmm. before. Yeah, it's had many versions. And back to the name really quick of all those versions, this is the only one that says the name correctly. And then we'll be done. That's why everybody says Jekyll then. Yes. Because that's what it Every is. Every other movie, play, whatever, says it wrong. So when he said Dr. Jekyll, I was like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was not prepared for how horrifying this movie really is. Really? Like on a human level. Okay. Like. Because he's just a bad dude. A bad dude. No, I, I mean, know I get some it, bad but is dudes. Is that why? Yeah. Okay. This dude is not just a bad dude. Like I've met some bad dudes. Like my friends have dated some bad dudes. <laughs> this mother for 
motherfucker. This motherfucker. <laughs> this, <laughs> this motherfucker is like the worst of. He's like the ringleader of the bad dudes, which makes sense because basically. Dr. Jekyll, we're still obsessed with mad scientists, and this continues, I've found out, into, like, the 40s, and, like, that's just, like, a theme in horror. I also want to say, so you guys can think about it, this movie came out in 1931, which is the same year that Dracula and Frankenstein came out. That was a pretty good year for horror. It was. Very good. Because they're all scary in different ways. Mm -hmm. Like, Dracula is a vampire. Frankenstein... It's a monster. Not yeah. he wasn't the monster, but you all know that. And then Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde is just evil incarnate. Mm-hmm. Like if you were to personify evil, it's Mister Hyde. Mm-hmm. Like the way that another person can be to another person. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like that's why this movie is so horrifying. And I was like not prepared because I think that in my opinion, and this is probably wrong of me. And I apologize. It's your opinion. What's wrong with you? Well, I just don't mean to, like, reduce a a historical, I don't know how to say this, like, decade to, like, but, but when you think of, like, the 30s, you think of people, like, passing out, not being able to handle things, and, mm-hmm. like, extreme film editing, and, like, how, I even made a note, like, how did people receive this or handle this Mm -hmm. film this was before the rating system as we've talked about in other movies that the 1930s they didn't have that i mean i i i i guess i'm prematurely talking about this because we haven't gotten into it but this movie is incredibly violent not outwardly it's not like there's a lot of gore but right it's it's, still a 1930s movie you're not gonna see a lot no but it's implied incredibly violent incredibly rapey yes it's just horrific in those senses of the human condition i i don't know how people these audiences just sat there and watched this but then you have to think about what we were dealing with at this time Mm -hmm. just as far as war goes and honestly how we treated women and it probably was not that bad to them Mm -hmm. because it was probably pretty common chances that a woman went in and saw this are pretty low honestly yeah like while in theaters quote unquote probably real low i just also think of men taking women to the theater a lot for dates i guess and Mm -hmm. like this would be like a horrible 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 date night but only freaks like us go on a date to a horror movie i don't know because like if you take a scared little girl to a theater to, for her to cling on to you, yeah, you may get some action because she's going to be needy. Mm. You know? That's why the shitty horror movies exist now that they just churn out around Valentine's Day and stuff, you mm-hmm. know? Well, you're also... I love you, but you're also yeah. being more emotional about this than I, I ever was. I watched this when I was 11 didn't Ugh. even fucking care. Like, it was... I love this movie. It's one of my favorites. No, it's but... really good. But let's let's get into it. And yeah. they'll maybe, we'll have, let you decide. <laughs> if you've seen this, you kind of know where we're both coming from here. But the first thing I noticed was it's interesting that they took a... The very first shot you get in this, an interesting first-person perspective. Yes. Through the eyes of Dr. Jekyll. Yeah, you don't even see him until he goes to a mirror. Yep. That was it's great. Actually, you see the darkness of someone's peripheral vision, mm-hmm. which is really neat. I don't think a film had done that up until this point. I don't think so. Which is really cool. Or it was at least very not creative. In horror that I heard. Yeah, it was very creative from a filmmaking perspective. Mm-hmm. And he's lecturing that a man is actually two men 
basically good and bad. So you get the very generic, what we see not in just horror, but pretty much in everything, good versus evil. Mm -hmm. Now, that is very horror, but you can't really have a movie without some sort of conflict that's usually some sort of twist on good versus evil or a difficult decision of Mm -hmm. morals of some sort. So it doesn't necessarily have to be quite as polarizing or as extreme as good versus like God versus Satan or good versus evil. But even in rom-coms, it's like a, Mm -hmm. you know what I Mm -hmm. mean? Some sort of moral decision like that. And he basically wants to separate them. Mm -hmm. He wants to pull the bad from the good. He wants to pull it out, make them completely separate entities, which is kind of a weird concept to me. Like I could see how somebody would get obsessed with that. But if you have two, like, you're just pulling all, like, that just, you're pulling everything interesting out from the good person. Not to say that good people can't be interesting without bad, but. Well, yeah, it just depends on your level of bad. Like, how religious are you? Do you consider even a white lie bad? Like, yeah, exactly. What are you going to pull out? And also, we were talking about this before and I was starting to go off and I was like, we're about to record. I need to, you're basically pulling all the spicy out of people, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know that there are really, really bad people. Like if you could separate the bad from a murderer or a rapist, yeah, like mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. But also you can't, a lot of people have some element of moral struggle and that's just what make us human beings. So if you take that away, you're basically taking away humanity. Yeah. You know, and even in the Bible, it says, you know, we have free will. So you're basically taking away free will because if there's nothing to struggle with, you've just taken away God. Yeah. And especially for someone like Dr. Jekyll, if he's doing this to himself, he is a rich doctor living in this amazing place. Yeah. He doesn't need to struggle for anything. Yeah. Exactly. And people think he's, like, real eccentric. No, no, nobody's really interested in this concept. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, he's, like, everybody respects him because he's he's definitely on the, like, up, up, up level of good person. Like, he treats people for free. He stays late with his patients. Nobody ever counts on him for being on time because he's always, like, holding hands of sick right. people, you know. So he's on, like, the extreme end of good person. And yeah, they paint that picture early. Any bad out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why they wanted to paint this picture of such a good person because his bad is going to be like really bad. Mm-hmm. Not that he's burying that, but even if it's like a very, very small part of him hiding, it's going to come out like a bang, you know, right. because and it's been it repressed. Does. Yeah. And basically, like I made a note, he's the good doctor. And they're also setting up a very serious love story. Mm-hmm. And I made a note in all the movies we've watched. And keep in mind, you know, this is from 31 and we're doing horror through the decades. And Kristen is ahead of me. But just because you haven't heard it just doesn't mean we haven't watched them in our own time. Like you're in the 50s. I am. I'm only in the 40s. You're you work a little bit faster than me through the movies In all the movies that I've watched. I don't know about you. Mm-hmm. This is like the gushiest love story that I've seen on film so far. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Like, there's this scene where we watch them, like, in this, like, kind of garden gazebo. And it's, like, the longest monologue of a man telling a woman that he loves her I have ever seen in my life. And I was like, okay, wrap it up. You love her. I get it. 
But the point they're making, just like the point where he's the good doctor, is how enamored with this woman he is. Right. He can't, he he thinks that he literally cannot stand to wait another minute before he marries her. And that also starts a conflict. He lo- he can't even wait, like, what, eight months to marry mm-hmm. her? He has to marry her, like, in a month. He just right. can't even take it. His heart and can't then. stand it. And then... <laughs> <laughs> also, I need to make a note. As he's walking home... So her dad is a general... I do not remember. It's kind of like in Frankenstein, how he's ruled high up in the town. Yeah, he definitely is. I'm pretty is, sure he's like a remember. general or something. Mm-hmm. And what town or what country is this? London. I think this pretty is sure. in London, mm-hmm. right? It's in the UK. Well, the, I'm pretty sure this is an English story, so that would make sense. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is in London. When he's walking home, there's a woman that is in distress, and he's the good doctor, mm-hmm. so he goes to help the woman, the prostitute. Another first for me with this film is this is the first time I personally, I think, correct me if I'm wrong because we watched the same movies up to this (laughs) point, have seen a woman this naked on film so far. She's naked naked. I saw side boob. I mean. I saw almost pussy. Like all the way up to the hip. We did see. And review, I spit on your grave. I don't know. No, I mean, I meant up to this decade. Oh, okay, okay. I, I, I don't mean yes. all the films we've watched because okay. I've seen Titty and Friday yeah, the okay. 13th. I, was I like, meant, you are forgetting things. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I meant like up into oh, uh, no, 1931. Sure. Like, we're getting yeah. racy here. She's definitely trying to tempt him. Oh. Like, she pulls up her skirts for him and pulls Swings her, so- her leg. stockings off. Oh, yeah. And they stay on that shot of her swinging her leg and her garter around for a mm-hmm. long time. And it fades and, like, burns into his memory, mm-hmm. which is important later. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was so... I just... I kept thinking. I kept trying to put myself in 1931. I was like, what... The moral outrage, because just think about the 70s. I know I talk about The Exorcist mm-hmm. a lot, but think about the moral outrage about The Exorcist mm-hmm. in the set. This was after Hippies and Free Love. Right. What, what, what was the outrage here, you know? So I think part of what happened here was, first of all, I already mentioned Frankenstein and Dracula came out the same year. So that's probably why it didn't make it up very high on any lists where people don't True. really watch it. It got kind of buried by everything else going yes. on. Yeah. MGM also acquired the rights to remake this movie in 1941, and they buried this version so that people wouldn't be able to watch it. Oh. They'd have to watch the new one. So I think it definitely doesn't get any attention and it just gets ignored. So that would make sense because I, you're more of the research person on these films. I could see... Go, people walking out of this film mm-hmm. because of the some of the thematic elements this of it. This is definitely more a film lover's film. It's yeah. not a, you want to go see this movie randomly for some weekend yeah. and you don't like horror, you're not going to have a good time. No. But, not today's you will. Exactly. But like back then. But yeah, MGM made sure to bear, they didn't even allow you to view it in homes for years. So like in the 80s, 90s when we started getting VCRs, couldn't even do that. For a long what time. a weird thing to bury because I think that this film was so well done. Like, even the way that they implied, I made a note that she whispers to him because she's super into him. Like, 
he's attractive and nice to her. Like And rich. She's a prostitute. Like, she's not used to... She's used to men, you know, men attention. But, like, he's not trying. Like, yeah, obviously he's attracted to her and he's showing that. But he keeps walking away from her, which she's not used to. So she's like, oh, we're playing, mm-hmm. playing that game. So she literally whispers forever, come back. Come mm-hmm. back soon. Come back soon. You know, and that just plays over and over and that scene fades for a long time. So, you know, that that's going to be important later. Mm-hmm. And instead of just not being a hoe, he's like, I got to get this evil side out of me. And that's really when, you know, because he feels tempted. And so yeah. he's like, I got to purge this. Mm-hmm. And and it's obviously normal to be tempted by a, you know, even married people have attraction, Adam Driver, to other people, <laughs> you know, right. like that's normal. But he's like, oh, God, like, I just left the love of my life and I found this prostitute. And, oh, my God, she was pretty. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's normal. But he's like, no, no, can't happen. I just thought that scene was really – and they really pushed the boundaries on what was shown on screen. Because it's not like we haven't had porn. We've had porn since, like, the 1800s, but not in mainstream film. Right. I think that the level of porn that we had at this point was the little Edison machines where you can go in and see a woman shaking yeah. her leg like that. So this was basically porn. And I get what you're saying. Yeah. Even in the 1800s, like late 1800s and early 1900s, we had things like women undressing. Mm-hmm. And, but it wasn't like, I, I watched, this is going to be weird, but it was for a class. Um, in early college, I took human sexuality from um, my psych degree, which I didn't finish. <laughs> um, and we actually watched some early porn, but it wasn't like we were watching people, like, doing it. But it was very, like, um, black and white. And it was basically just women undressing and mm-hmm. men watching them undress on film in black and white. And they were silent. I want to say those were from the 20s. But they were not mainstream, like, right. hitting theaters. So no, this those was... were the Edison machines that would be, like, in a lobby and it's... Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't, it. it wasn't hitting theaters like this was, yeah. which is why I was like, they really were pushing it which is why i was like i could see people walking out and demanding refunds for their tickets for this film because of some of the things and we're still like within the first like 20 minutes of this movie and not even getting to the end of it one other thing then really quick now that you have i'm joking but you've decided that people have banned this he actually was the first horror movie to ever win an oscar for best actor as he should yeah because (laughs) he was both it's not like they got a separate actor correct me if i'm wrong they did not. Okay, to play that Chico and That actually Hyde. almost ruined his face. He had I to be in the hospital bet. for weeks after. Because of the adhesive and shit? Mm-hmm. I bet. I mean, tearing that off, I bet mm-hmm. it tore his skin. Mm-hmm. I mean, for what, weeks on mm-hmm. end? Damn straight he should have won Best Actor. Yeah. And it's good that that got an acknowledgement from the Academy. Because yes. I think, I think the at least the Academy used to, I, you know, we don't really respect the, the Academy anymore. Place. Yeah. Uh, but... Whether it was racy or dirty to the general public, the Academy would at least acknowledge a film for what it was and what it tried to do. Exactly. So basically, he goes back to his lab and he's working on a serum Mm -hmm. to separate his evil side. And he's successful. 
and he basically gives birth to... The transformation is so good. It's very... uh, It looks like what inspired the Wolfman. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, it's cool because everyone thinks of the Wolfman as kind of inspiring all these other transformations Mm -hmm. later in the film. This transformation was better than the Wolfman, I feel like. It was really cool. It was so smooth and subtle. You barely even noticed it. All of a sudden, he had a little bit more hair on his cheeks or something And this came 10 years before. Yeah. Yeah. And so he basically gives birth to his evil side, which now we have Mr. Hyde. And I, (laughs) what did he think was going to happen? Like, did he think that it was going to pop out and be, because it doesn't really explain what he thinks was going to happen. At least if it did, I missed it. Mm -hmm. Did he think another person was going to pop out of him that he could just like shoot and kill? Mm -hmm. You know, but he turns into this. So now there's one person. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not like a little egg popped out and just, you know. Right. Or a little liquid he threw up like a demon. Yeah. No, now he looks like basically a Neanderthal. Full on. Like an ape. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he looks like. Yeah. He ugly. (laughs) (laughs) And we have this conflict building that is kind of, we've got a couple things. The fiance's father won't let them get married. For eight months because he wants them to get married on the date that he got married for whatever reason. We had that and he takes her on a trip. And so he was already mad about that. So we've got this and Mr. Hyde's going to deal with whatever is in his subconscious from Dr. Jekyll. Mm -hmm. We've got this prostitute that he wanted to F Mm -hmm. (laughs) in his subconscious. Which is basically what we do. We transform yes. and let's go get some. <laughs> well, we're primitive basically yeah. at this point. So what are we going to do? We're going to eat. We're going to get drunk. Mm-hmm. And we're going to fuck. Exactly. So, yeah. And that's what he does while his fiance is out of the country. Yeah. He fucking parties. Yeah. <laughs> at the expense of this poor woman, yeah. dude. And... He's mad, so he kills time by letting Mr. Hyde come out to play, which is basically what we're saying. And Mr. Hyde, I literally said, looks very primitive. And Mm. he's like, I'm going to go fuck that girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And he basically tells her, F me and I'll take care of you. But he's ugly. And, like, in this society, we don't really care what how nice somebody is. But the thing is... He's not nice either. Exactly. Like, if he was, like, yeah. as charming as Dr. Jekyll, maybe he could get away with it. He, if he was like, honey, yeah. like, I know, like, look at my face. I get it. But, like, I will take care of you. Mm-hmm. Look at my mansion. I'll put you up. I'll take care of you. I'll pay your rent. Just, like, sit on my face every now and then. <laughs> and I'll take care of it. Yeah, but even, But he's not like that. Even if she were to say no, he already knows where she lives. Yes. He would already, this is the type of person who would already track her down, probably rape her and kill her. So it's like, what do you do? Because he's already been by her place. And then he goes to her place of work to harass her. Yeah. He knows her. Yep. And that, this is when it turns really ugly. Well, like not physically, but like everything else. He rapes her. He beats her. He's so much, this is when I got really uncomfortable. Uh, he's so much more abusive than I imagined this film. And that, this is, I was not expecting a 1930s film, even though I know abuse towards women was so rampant because we were property. But you're not used to a 1930s film showing that. Correct. You're used to Frankenstein and Dracula where these women are loved and put up on pedestals and taken care of the whole like, time. Like, I expect to see them doing dishes and being homemakers and, like, 
being respected, but still being right the the woman in the dress that doesn't really have a role, right. you know, but I'm not used to seeing them treated like I'm sure a lot of them were. You know what I mean? Well, also notice how it's the prostitutes that that's the one you get to see getting beat and things like that. It's not it's, his fiance. Yes, it's never going to be that proper woman that deserves never to get hit. I'm not saying this is what they're saying, but it kind of feels that way sometimes of they're using Mr. Don't Hyde be a as prostitute. a way to keep women down. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Don't be a prostitute because this is how you'll be treated. Yeah. You need to be that upper crust woman who doesn't do anything wrong and says yes to everything her husband wants. Now, I will say, and this is, goes on for a while because this girl actually, she's so distraught and this, her landlord comes in to try to conceal her, the mass amounts of bruising she has on her mm -hmm. back and face. And it's just awful. It like really throws not spousal abuse because he's not her spouse, but just like domestic abuse situations in your face. And it I is fucking horrible. Leave. Walk. If you have to walk, walk to the next town. Why the fuck are you still there? She just says that she can't. She has no money. She has nowhere to go. Like, but you can go. And this is, I, I don't mean to be crude, but you can go be a prostitute in the next, in the next town, town over. Exactly. You're still not going to have any money there, but at least you're away from him. I mean, this is a time where uh, there are brothels. Mm -hmm. And you can live you there. You don't have any friends, I guarantee you. You have friends like your landlord who's helping you out that would... Just put her up in a different unit. Exactly. He doesn't have to know. Like, exactly. Yeah, I yeah she moved. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, she fucking left because you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah. And granted, I know there would probably be things like he'd probably wait for her to come outside eventually. Right. But like, you know, I, it just, it was just, and, and this is not trying to victim blame at all, but it's no. just like terrible. I mean... But she eventually just says, I I just want to kill myself. Right. And, and, and she becomes suicidal. And that's when this, it's, it's just a really, really, I was not expecting this film to be so dark. Yes. It is and a it's really, really, dark really film. dark. So, but basically, Dr. Jekyll turns and he does have memory of basically what he's doing. Yeah. And again, he's like, the epitome of a good person. So knowing what he's doing to this girl is killing him. Yeah. And he sends her like a shit ton of money. Like that doesn't matter, but it does to her because this could be her ticket out of, of the, the situation. Town. Fucking leave. Take yeah. the money and run. So instead of running though, she goes to Dr. Jekyll, which I guess I understand because it's the doctor that helped you in the first place. He's the nice, handsome one. That maybe could be, like, your ticket out, you know? Why else would he be sending you money? You're assuming these are two separate people right now, so he must really like you to be sending you money randomly. Yeah, but at the same time, you have no idea, because Mr. Hyde just said he was leaving for a couple days. Go! Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. you have no idea when he's coming back. Because the cops aren't going to help you. Like, this is a time when they oh, yeah. don't Especially care. Especially a prostitute? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Even if, I mean, assuming this laws are similar in the United States, you can only get a divorce if your husband consents and they're not even married. So they mm -hmm. don't give us two shits, you no. know? They do eventually when they find out that uh, he's a fucking murderer. But until then, they don't care. So she goes to see him and he basically promises that he'll take care of Mr. Hyde and she'll never see him again. But he realizes now he has no control and he changes without the serum. Yeah. Which saw that coming a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> and I really, I just, I, f I feel so bad for her, but now he comes back and he murders her. 
Yes, he does. He even makes a comment. He's like, I'll tell you my secret and then I'll have to kill you. And I was like, then no, no, I, I don't want to know your secret. I'm good. I'm I... Good. We're, we're not, uh, like you... Don't worry about sharing that secret. You yeah, that. you keep that to yourself. Because <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. I know you will. <laughs> so he does that and strangles her, I believe. Yeah. Dr. Jekyll then lets his friend watch him transform. So in the meantime, his fiance comes back and he's been like MIA. Mm-hmm. They finally convince his fiance's dad to let them get married but he fucking dips out yeah he on bails the, on like, that too yeah because he he changed yeah he, he didn't the go middle of a park he's yeah. walking to the fucking ceremony and he changes jesus yeah yeah he fucked up <laughs> and he's desperate because this is happening without his control goes to his friend and is like hey man mm-hmm. i did the thing you told me not to do <laughs> basically <laughs> my bad and now watch this. And he changes. And his friend says he will not do anything as long as he breaks it off with his fiance and basically lets his life go. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want his friend to hurt anybody, mm-hmm. including his fiance. And so in a very dramatic mm-hmm. scene, he goes to his fiance and says, I can't be with you anymore and breaks it off with her. Mm-hmm. But then they can't live without each other. No not cool you can't just break up with her no. you already bailed on the wedding god men i know <laughs> but in this very dramatic scene he lingers for too long and he changes mm-hmm. and attacks her luckily the town has already discovered this prostitute has been murdered so people are on the hunt for him and everyone's like oh yeah it's that fucking monkey looking asshole oh, yeah, <laughs> like people already don't like him And so the town gives chase because there's, like, a hubbub, you know, or the general is. And they chase him. They go back to the lab, find out that it's uh, Dr. Jekyll changing into this Mm -hmm. motherfucker. And they shoot and they kill him. Oh, and it turns back to Dr. Jekyll. And his butler is so sad. Horrified. Because he knows there's been something going on with Dr. Jekyll for a while. Everybody loves him. He takes care of yeah. It's a really fucked up sad movie. Yeah. It's like an experiment gone wrong. This poor woman is like tortured, raped, murdered, mm-hmm. would rather be dead, and then she gets killed. Like, it's just... It's just... Awful. That, like, it's good. It's really good. Whatever serum you're working on in your lab, don't drink it. Just stop. That's that's all this is about. I just don't know what he thought would happen. <laughs> Like, don't, first of all, you can't have humans without good and evil. It literally says that in the Bible, which is, you just assume people are very religious at this time. Mm-hmm. You Stop. Stop. Stop trying to play God. I don't care. I'm not religious. But, like, you are. Stop. Which is probably what this story is about. Stop. Stop what playing if God to all scientists? these people were like terrified that like a bunch of people in the 30s were like doing all these weird science experiments because this was like the rise, you know, of the Industrial Revolution? <laughs> Wrong. But, <laughs> you know, like they're like scientists are a thing now and they're trying to play God and we got to make a bunch of movies that scaring them, them. Right. Stop making stuff. Stop being smart. <laughs> exactly. You're too smart. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. 
this is what happens. Monsters. Mm-hmm. Bad guys that rape and basically pillage, like, <laughs> ruin yeah. lives. Don't do it. But, yeah, this movie caught me really off guard. I was super uncomfortable. It was really sad. It was, like, lar- almost, like, way bigger than, like, I felt like the movie was going to be as far as just, like, theme. Mm-hmm. I was just, like, it was really, really good. And this is, like, so. what'd you think? you've <laughs> been, like, telling me for a long time you were excited about this one. Yeah. This is my favorite black and white movie of all time. Yeah. No, I definitely give it a solid five out of five. It was really, yeah, it was really, really yes. good. I was just so uncomfortable because I was so sad. Like, yeah. this is like the human condition of evil is not like, yeah, I guess he's a monster, but it's not like he's like Frankenstein or a vampire mm-hmm. or a demon. He's just a bad person raping and torturing and abusing and killing and that happens literally every day yeah especially to women and that is just such a horrible common everyday occurrence and it's just like this movie just like throws it right in your face and it's just awful just like i spit on your grave did and like we did i spit on your grave on patreon if you really like, I'm not trying to plug it, but like mm-hmm. it's similar in the fact that it's just it's really a, such a real life horror mm-hmm. that happens every single day that it's hard to like wrap your head around that this is a horror movie, mm-hmm. but the horror is so much greater than like a supernatural. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it's a lot deeper than that. So you kind of have to give these movies a little bit more credit, thought, and respect mm-hmm. than you do something that's just like a campy slasher definitely so it's hard you can't it's hard to knock those movies because they took on a theme that was way more important so yeah definitely and we kept it within i don't honestly even know if this is universal but the sadness of the universal monsters like we kept it with frankenstein burning and yeah Yeah. poor dr jekyll yeah but yeah obviously my favorite five out of five it's great love this movie i'm so happy you've seen it now and like it yeah i'm sad it didn't make the 30s best of lists but i mean it had a lot of competition that's just like really prominent in the horror community exactly exactly so i get it but it's more important in my opinion than its competitors Mm -hmm. just not to horror like to the horror movie genre the other ones were more important to build on But to the human experience, this one is more important. Yeah, definitely. In my opinion. And just as a literary work, too, more important. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We're moving right along. Episode 78 won't be too long before Mm. we're at episode 100. Oh, my God. Be so interesting to see what that one is. You can follow us, of course, on all of our social medias at The Extra Sisters Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us on Twitter at The Extra Sisters, and you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash The Extra Sisters Podcast for exclusive content, giveaways, and more. Thank you so much to our patrons. We love you and appreciate all of your support. Yes, thank you. And next time, it's not just a storybook. Till then, stay creepy.